Welcome to Manifest Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Noelle. This is episode 58. Are you finally ready to attract your high value partner? Now, I am very excited to delve into this topic because this is a topic that affects absolutely everyone, even if you're currently married, in a committed relationship, or whether you're divorced or single, it doesn't matter because relationships are at the foundation of all of our lives. And who we choose as a partner is one of the biggest decisions we will ever make in our entire life. And often we don't realize that when we're younger and we're going maybe in and out of relationships or we don't take them as seriously. But then when you have children, you start to really see that, wow, this person I'm with, this is really a massive, massive decision. Also, it's imperative to really understand yourself as much as possible before you get into some long-term relationship or marriage. But most of us don't do that. We often don't take time to really get to know ourselves or heal or self-reflect or do the real deep healing work we all need to do at some point. We generally do that after a breakup, after a traumatic ending of a relationship because we're in so much pain and we want to try to figure things out. Not everybody even does that. Most people just jump from relationship to relationship just so they don't have to be alone, so they don't have to face their own issues, their own problems. They figure, oh, the next person will be better. The next person will be easier. And this is typical. But if you're one of these people that you've had very difficult breakups or divorces, you've had some traumatic experiences within relationships, you probably have chosen to take time to be by yourself at some point, or hopefully you have, to do some healing. And the point to attracting a high value partner, don't get caught up on the description because really they're just words. Uh, It doesn't mean high value, low value, better, worse. It's really not what I'm insinuating with this title. It really means as we evolve and grow throughout our own life and we get better and better and better and we get more in tune with what do we really want, hopefully we become more aligned with somebody that's going to fit into the healthiest version of ourselves. Because as we become healthier, we hopefully attract healthier people. And the unhealthier people or people that we attracted in the past in these unhealthy relationships, they're no longer going to be attractive to us, nor are we going to be attractive to them. Because when you're healthy, you're not going to attract an unhealthy person uh, because you're not going to put up with it. You're not going to stand for it and you're not even going to be attracted to it and vice versa. That's the point of what we're going to talk about in this episode. Now, as usual, I really encourage you to go to manifestfast.life where I have all these guides uploaded ebook guides that go along with a lot of these podcast episodes where if the podcast episode doesn't go into a lot of detail because I'm keeping the episodes between 10 and 15 minutes and in length these guides are going into more detail so you can download the guidebooks on manifestfast.life you can join our membership over there it's a texting membership it's also community and you get access to free things and and you can even set up a one-on-one consulting call over there or get a manifestation technique audit or all sorts of different types of consults that I do. And I love your support. So let's get into this topic, attracting a high value man and attracting a high value woman. Most of us don't learn how to truly love and honor ourselves as we're growing up. And our relationships are going to reflect how we see love. And most of us are modeled what love looks like, obviously through our parents. 
through our parents' relationship with one another, or maybe you grew up with only one parent, or maybe you grew up with other relatives raising you, or maybe you had a very non-traditional upbringing. Either way, love is modeled to us as we're children. And however love is modeled to us, that is how we are going to see love. That's what it's going to mean to us. This is why as we get older, or even in our first relationship, first boyfriend or girlfriend, you're going to be attracted to somebody that feels good. They make you feel good, you make them feel good. They're gonna feel comfortable, they're gonna feel natural, they're gonna feel normal. And this is because they're reflecting back to you certain feelings you felt when you were a kid, when you were a child, and also behaviors that were modeled. So if you grew up in a household where your parents fought or yelled or screamed or didn't talk to one another or they didn't show affection, or they didn't show affection to you or to one another, or they were lying or unavailable or absent. There's so many things. That is actually what love is gonna feel like to you. That is how love was modeled to you. And if that's what you saw in your home, this is actually subliminally what you're going to seek out because that's going to feel natural and normal. And most people have moments of happiness within their childhood. Even if you grew up in an abusive home, there's generally going to be moments that will be better than other moments. They're going to feel good. You're going to be happy. You're going to maybe feel love intermittently from your parents, even if they don't generally show it. You're going to feel emotions that feel good in the midst of even an abusive upbringing. And I'm not going to focus just on abuse because plenty of people don't have highly abusive childhoods or anything like that. But most people deal with altered reflection of what love actually means to them when they are growing up. And this can be modeled by siblings, friends of the family, other family members, and so many other people in your life, including teachers, that have an effect on you. They model how you see love and how you see healthy interaction, how you see healthy relationships unfold. And since so many people are growing up in environments where they don't even know what a real healthy relationship should look or feel like, as they get into dating and relationships, they're going to, again, subliminally seek out partners that match what they're used to. They're gonna match that feeling of love, even if it's very unhealthy. This is why people get into abusive relationships and stay for years and years and years and years, even though they're not happy. This is because to them, the brain recognizes it as love. So to really attract a high value partner and to really create a very healthy, loving relationship, it always begins and ends with ourself. We have to really understand what our views of love are. We have to fully understand what was modeled to us when we were a child. And that's why they say, you know, getting into your childhood patterns, a lot of people don't want to bother doing that, which I can totally understand. And as a child of two psychologists who was given IQ tests as a child for fun, I and by the way, both my parents divorced one another at, when I was five and they did not know how to foster healthy relationships with within the family unit or with one another. But they did go on to remarry both of them and have been with remarried for years. But I was not modeled healthy relationships. And, you know, it's not that I had a t terrible childhood or anything or that I was really abused, but I definitely didn't see healthy relationships and I didn't even have healthy relationships with either one of my parents. So if that's the case for you, and you can think of how your parents modeled love, how your parents modeled healthy relationships to you, and even when they remarry, let's say you come from divorced parents and they go on to remarry, and you're around the step parents, and you still see these 
unhealthy dynamics between them because there's always one common denominator, which is your parent who maybe was the unhealthy parent. You're still going to see them in a new relationship, still being unhealthy to a new partner. And these things really do affect us. And even when we get older and we don't think they do affect us, they do because how we treat our partner is so subliminal and so reactive and so emotional and so built in and so subconscious that until we're in that scenario and things maybe fly out of our mouths or we respond to a certain way or react a certain way or we become emotional over something when we don't even understand why that's making us so emotional and all these things or all these triggers that are, are the person closest to us is going to bring out the most triggers. So when we get into these relationships as an adult and we see these reactions come out in us, maybe for the first time, certain people will bring out different responses and reactions a lot of time. Well, you have to just keep looking back at your parents. This is behavior that was modeled to you. It was ingrained into your subconscious. And when a trigger is presented, it's going to come out and it's like uncontrollably. Now, it will seem uncontrollable and it it is uncontrollable until you are aware of when you become aware of your behaviors and reactions and responses that's when you can change it that's when you can alter it i'm not going to get into that here and now but this will be in the guidebook that is associated with this episode so for now I want to touch on the fact that a high value man and a high value woman are very similar. Obviously men and women are very different, yet what we're looking for in one another is is often very similar. I'm going to read a few definitions of what a high value woman is, okay? She is someone who has confidence. She's confident in who she is and what she brings to the table. She doesn't need external validation to feel good about herself. She has integrity. She has strong moral compass and consistently strives to do the right thing, even in the face of adversity. She has ambition. She has clear goals and aspirations, and she works hard to achieve them. She has emotional intelligence. She is self-aware, has strong interpersonal skills, and is able to effectively manage her emotions and relationships. She has independence. She is self-sufficient and doesn't rely on others for her happiness or self-worth. She is intelligent. She is well-informed, knowledgeable, and curious about the world around her. She exudes kindness and generosity. She is generous with her time, resources, and energy, and she is consistently treating others with kindness and respect. She has a sense of humor. She is able to find humor in life and doesn't take herself too seriously. She has passion. She's passionate about her life and her interests, and she brings that energy and enthusiasm to everything she does. And she has empathy. She has the ability to understand and share her feelings of others and is consistently demonstrating compassion and understanding towards others. Now, if you hear these qualities, right, it sounds like a perfect person, which doesn't exist. These are just ideals that go along with the definition of a high value woman. To me, I'm not saying I agree with all of these bullet points, but I do agree with some of them. But they are idealized definitions of what a high value woman is. And I want to stress that it's really not possible to be all of these things all at once but we can be parts of them we can be versions of them by the way not everybody wants the same thing so this is one definition of a high value woman whereas another definition of a high value woman might not include ambition 
It might not mean she has to be independent. It might mean she wants to be with the kids and the family. And that is her love and her life and her worth. That is a beautiful thing. Anyway, this is just one definition, but it's very interesting. And by the way, this is not necessarily what men are looking for in a woman, okay? Men are generally looking for very few things in a woman, believe it or not. Women are generally looking for more in a man than a man is looking for in a woman. So let's talk about what a high value man definition is, okay? Confidence. A high value man is confident in himself and his abilities. He radiates a sense of self-assurance that is attractive to others. He's independent. He is self-sufficient, doesn't rely on others for validation or support. He's able to make decisions and take actions that align with his values and goals. Honesty and integrity. A high value man is known for his honesty and integrity and always acts with authenticity and transparency. He has emotional intelligence. He's able to understand and manage his own emotions as well as the emotions of others and communicate effectively to build strong relationships. He is responsible and reliable. He takes responsibility for his actions and is reliable in fulfilling his commitments. He's intelligent. A high value man is knowledgeable and well-informed and uses his intelligence to make informed decisions and solve problems. He's ambitious. He has a clear sense of purpose and direction and is motivated to pursue his goals and ambitions. And he has empathy. He's able to understand and connect with the emotions and perspectives of others and is compassionate and caring in relationships. These sound very similar to what a high value woman is. Uh, but you can add in financial stability. He is responsible with his finances, has a solid plan for his financial future. These sound like they cross over, right? A high value man definition and a high value woman definition. Now I wanna give you just my personal opinion after coaching so many people over the years a high value woman or man is going to reflect back to you your best version of yourself. And most people have at the top of the list honesty and integrity, and yet this is what most people struggle with. Most men in general struggle with being honest, especially when it comes to their attraction for other women or stepping out on their relationships or cheating or lying or things like that. Most men have a hard time with that nowadays. They really do, whether it's just even watching porn, all the different social media sites and, and gawking over all the women or sending women DMs. There's a big problem with that. Now women too have this problem, but it's just not as, women aren't motivated by the same things that men are. And men are obviously very sexually and visually motivated. And women are more emotional and intellectually motivated. So that's why women don't do as much of that as men. However, women of course are not always honest or or full of integrity either. I'm not here to say men are less honest in general. That doesn't mean that men can't be honest and that they don't wanna be honest, same with women. I've heard some very, very well-known men say this, is that if they know a man is cheating on his wife, they're a buddy of theirs or a friend or somebody they know, they will not do business with that person. Because if they're cheating on their wife, they can't be honest with their wife, they're gonna cheat on them when they do business with them. And I love that analogy because men compartmentalize cheating anyway. They say, oh, it's just, they put it off in a box in their brain and then go home to the wife and kids as if everything's perfect and I can now be a perfect dad and a perfect husband. I can now be a perfect dad and a perfect husband, but it, they're not separate. Dishonesty spills over into all aspects of your life. I'm just using cheating as an example. There's all different examples of this. So. I think honesty is at the top of the list for most people. They want to meet somebody they can really trust. And trusting somebody is very challenging when you have been hurt and lied to in the past, especially when you were lied to for many years ongoing. Uh, or you've been let down by 
authority figures in your life and realized they were lying. So it's very, very hard for people to trust other people when they've been let down so many times because it does create PTSD. And you have to reprogram that out of your subconscious and out of these emotional reactions in order to be able to trust people again. So in this guidebook, I'm putting a whole a section on how to trust somebody again. And I'm going into a lot more details in this guide. What I wanna say is this, there are ways to transmute self-sabotaging behaviors when you are dating and also when you are looking to attract a high value person. Now, again, a high value person for you might be different than it is for me. But really what it really means is somebody who is the most ideal version of themselves as you are the most ideal version of yourselves, the healthiest version of themselves while you're the healthiest version of yourself. And that is what it's about. You are going to want different qualities in different people and vice versa. Ideally, you're attracting somebody who can be honest with themselves, healthy with themselves, they work on themselves, and they're willing to assess themselves. They're willing to question their own beliefs, their own opinions. They're willing to work together on things. You have common goals. You have a common vision. You're compatible. You have common interests. You're attracted to one another. You understand each other's love languages. These are all very, very powerful bullet points to take note of, which will be in the guide. But most importantly, understanding yourself is where you have to start in order to attract your ideal high value partner. Because if you're running from relationship to relationship or you just got out of a damaging or abuse a relationship, remember it's always two to tango. And just because somebody else may have seemed more abusive or more mean, quote unquote, it doesn't mean you didn't play your part and it doesn't mean that you don't have work to do. In fact, very often the person who feels the most hurt has the most work to do. And it's okay to date while you're working on yourself. You, there is no perfection. It's not like we reach this perfect state where, oh, nothing's ever gonna bother you again and everything's perfect. But I do believe that the more time you take in between a, or getting out of a unhealthy relationship, the better, because then you can really be ready to, to attract and draw that, that beautiful human to you that you're now more ready for than you ever were before. And this is why we get out of unhealthy relationships. And the more clear you get on who you want to attract and why, the more, the faster you will speed up that attraction and manifestation. And I do believe that who we are attracting is also attracting us because we are meant for that person and they are meant for us. It's that to find somebody you're super compatible with, you're super aligned with, you're on the same wavelength in all these different areas of your life because we can be attracted to somebody for certain reasons. You know, maybe they're, they're so smart in business and I love talking to them about that. That's great, but that doesn't mean they're meant to be my partner. Or you can meet somebody who's super attractive physically and you think, wow, they're such a great looking person, but I really don't have that much in common with them or I don't have a lot to talk about with them. Okay, that's not your partner. And on and on it goes, right? So when we really find somebody who's multifaceted, that their multifacets align with your multifacets, then that's when you know you're getting really good. And a healthy relationship should make you feel good. A, a healthy relationship does not have to include fighting, nor should it. It's good to have communication and discussion, but when you come from a family of fighting and yelling and screaming, you think fighting is normal. Fighting is not normal, nor does it have to occur. You can discuss things and resolve things without fighting, without getting angry, without hurting the other person. And these are things that most of us need to learn 
if you grew up in a house with people fighting, yelling, or screaming. So I look forward to getting into this topic more uh, and for time's sake, I'm gonna end it here. But I do encourage you to go to manifestfast.life, download the guide that goes along with attracting a high value partner episode here, and you'll get a lot more details, a lot more uh, help with the guide that will hopefully get you really clear on what do you want and how to attract your high value partner. And you can join our membership where there's lots and lots of great people in there. If you're interested in sponsoring the podcast, I would love to hear from you. And until next time, my friends, I am Noelle and I love you.